This is Cultivate a Good Life, episode 169, Rethinking Everything. I know that's right. Hey friends, we're back. We are back. I'm so excited. <laughs> and I'm laughing already. Oh, this is weird. We forgot how to record, but we want to let you know this podcast is all about cultivating a good life through personal development and living your life with clear intention. We are your hosts, Becky Higgins and Becky Proudfit. We're so glad to have you here with us for today's episode where we are talking all about rethinking everything. All the things. Oh my goodness. All the time. All of it. All of it. Because it's a really good idea. It is a very good idea. It, I, in fact, I feel like it's fundamental. It's something that we all need to do, and what a great thing to be talking about today. Mm-hmm. Mm. But first, let's hear a quick word from this week's sponsor. You've heard us share about our love for Shine Cosmetics for years now. They are an incredibly important part of the Cultivated Good Life podcast. You've heard us talk about BB cream, fiber brow, eyeshadow, and of course, lip gloss. But as good as those things are, they aren't even our favorite thing about Shine. What we love about Shine is that they are fighting against the over-sexualization and objectifying of women in the cosmetics industry. The brand was born out of a desire to do better for our daughters than exposing them to product names that project a picture of womanhood that was anything but uplifting. Shine understands the power and influence of words. They name their products things like true, cultivate, fierce, strive, grounded, precious, and wonder. These are the kinds of words that truly empower women to shine. Do they have the best products? Yes, but they also represent something so much bigger than physical beauty. They stand for goodness and light, and those are the things that make it truly beautiful to be a woman. Learn more about Shine, their mission, and their incredible products by visiting shinecosmetics.com and use the code BECKY to get 10% off your order. Oh my gosh, you guys, we are actually back. (laughs) We have missed you guys so much. I can't even tell you. We might be a little loud. Sorry if we are. We're so excited. I actually woke up with like nervous energy. Is that weird? Nervous feelings? No, nervous energy. You know, like the good kind where you're just Mm. like, oh my gosh, it's been a minute. Guys, it's been since May. So middle of June was the last time we had a new episode. It's been five months. Oh my word. That's a long time. No, that's like way longer than what we were even thinking it was going to be. We thought it was going to be like. It started with Taylor's intestines exploding (laughs) on Memorial Day weekend and just spiraled from there. Maybe we should talk about what we've been up to and where we've been and what on earth has been going on. Should we go there? I I think that's a great way to start. Started with intestines. So there we were. (laughs) Which, if you're new to the podcast, so there we were, signals. Story time. A really good story yeah. time. Okay? <laughs> we were at the cabin for Memorial Day weekend, and Taylor woke up very early in the morning with intense, crazy pain. And he's the kind of person that, like, if he broke his arm, he's likely to, like, you know, wrap a kitchen towel around it until the trip is over. <laughs> anyway, long story short, he ended up needing some crazy surgery. To remove some intestines, not to be graphic, but Guys, gross. This is nuts. Was an ICU feeding tube the whole nine yards. Who does this? 
Taylor Proudfit. That's who does it. He sure does. Is he back to like running marathons? Obviously. Less than half a year later, of course, naturally. He's Superman. But it was crazy intense. It really like kind of set the tone for our whole summer. Yeah. And that's not such a bad thing. Like it sounds crazy. And I think there was a lot of beauty that came out of that. But oh my goodness. And you should know also, especially for our new listeners, Taylor does have a medical history. This was not out of absolute nowhere. I mean, it kind of was, but he has a background of stuff that makes totally. it so that this was possible. Possible at some point. or totally unrelated. We're just lucky like that. Mm. And here's what I find is every couple of years, God gives us something where if we're not leaving enough space in our lives, mm. he's like, pretty sure I told you, but now we're going to just take a beat. We're going to take a minute and I'm going to give you something that's going to really make you stop. And so that's what we did. Which I really appreciate the way that you say that because I hope it causes all of us to think about, oh, maybe that is what this is. This is a pattern of once in a while, I just need to like reset, recalibrate. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not going to do that on my own, um, it's going to be done for me (laughs) through these experiences. Totally. Which, you know, I'm not laughing to make light of our hard things, but isn't it sometimes the hard things or maybe all the time the hard things? That yeah. it takes. Well, I don't think like our lack of being willing to slow down is what causes those things. I don't think mm-hmm. that that's the cause of it necessarily. But I do think if we're intentional about it, we can take those times and learn the lessons. Yeah. And just take the space that's been given to us. Well, and if we don't, does that feel like intentional living? Does not. So what's been going on with you? Any intestines I exploding? Mean- <laughs> No, no nope. intestines exploding, but it's interesting when everything just kind of hit the fan with Taylor, everything mm-hmm. was just really ramping up in our life as well. Mm-hmm. And of course, just like for you guys, the whole family's affected by all of it, right? Mm-hmm. Totally. And um, yeah, completely different song we're singing here, but it's similar upside downness of like, whoa, wait, what's happening? And in the spring, right as we were ramping up and getting Porter prepared to leave for two years to go serve a full-time mission to serve the people in Argentina, we were also ramping up and preparing our daughter, Claire, who was 15 at the time, to be in a wilderness therapy experience all summer. Mm -hmm. It was just a wild, wild like dichotomy of experiences and all parallel. Like it was all happening at the same time. And all of it was super special. If I'm being honest, very sacred, all of it. And just wild. I don't know how to explain it. Just kind of a roller coaster of emotions all over the place. And so what's really cool about, I mentioned this experience Claire had, it's called Anasazi. And it is a profound experience that has been life-changing for her, for sure. Um, and her journey, which is amazing. But what's so cool about it is it's so deeply connected. Like the whole family needs to be mm-hmm. involved. And so as parents, we were so in the depths of that experience with her and never with her physically. Does that make sense? Oh, 100%. So she was in the wilderness, literally living this primitive life. No pillow, no shower, no soap, no... I mean, it's just a wild... That's a whole episode really in mm-hmm. and of itself. But we were on our own journey of walking through this experience of changing our hearts and making sure that when she came home, 
um, all recalibrated, that we also met that recalibration. That's mm-hmm. not a word they use, but that's, I know that's a word that yeah. resonates with you and I, that's very much in our language. And that's what it was. And so my heart changed forever. And in that experience, I feel like I essentially had a, what's the word? It was almost like a rebirth in mm-hmm. my life. I'm not going to come up with the best words. I don't have perfect articulation right now. It's been a minute since I've really said things out loud, but, um, but I treasure that experience with my whole heart because I feel like my perspective on pretty much everything has shifted for the better. I think those times, like you were saying of recalibration, um, we need to be in that space continually. And Mm. so just to kind of give some context, the week that Claire left was the week that Taylor's intestines exploded. Was it really the same week? It was the same week. And so on our way, we, Taylor and I had been stuck up in this place where our cabin is for, gosh, it was like over a week that he was in the hospital. Mm -hmm. And on the way home, we stayed with you guys Mm -hmm. when you were up North and, um, just to have a place to stay for the night so we could kind of gear him up for the ride home. But you and I kind of looked at each other and thought we need to rethink everything. Mm -hmm. And Oh, at there was first, so much that was shifting. Oh, so much that was shifting. But at first, when you hear like reconsider everything, rethink everything, I know for myself, the instant reaction is fear. Like, no, mm. no, we don't need to change it. There's so much comfort in moving forward the way you always have. Absolutely. Um, and so that first fear reaction of the rethinking everything, I really had to work through and sit in this place of like space and not filling up my time and not knowing Um, I think sometimes when we have that fear response though, it's because we're really afraid that if we examine everything, our life is going to drastically change, right? Sure. And I think the key is, is looking at that and saying, yay, my life is going to drastically change Yeah. instead of, oh crap, my life, everything's going to change. It's all about how we frame it. Right. It's about embracing evolution, right? Mm -hmm. And asking yourself, like, to be quite honest, we asked ourselves, do we want to do the podcast anymore? Mm-hmm. What were some of the thoughts that came up with you when we were talking about doing the podcast? Like at okay, which point? D- like at right the in the beginning, beginning. Like, do we do it? Oh. Do we not do it? Do we continue? Have we? Not that do we like it or not, but it has it served its purpose in both our lives? Do right. we even have ever anything to offer? Is this the, still the right thing to do? Well, and what's cool is the questions are asked because of where we were situationally within our family circumstances, respectively. We both were aligned as we, as we always are. We were aligned in that parallel experience of re-examination. And so when you asked me that question, I mean, my brain was in a fog, I am quite certain. Mm. And so I don't really remember with a whole lot of clarity, but I do remember questioning, like, what are we, what are we doing? Like, is this, it's been amazing. We both love it. We have a passion for this work. We feel called to do it. And also is the time, is the time now that we need to shift into other things? Mm-hmm. Should we pull back on all of this so that our family has our undivided attention, especially as we were heading into summer mm-hmm. during the school year? It's a different start. You and I are sitting right now right. in my home office during a school day. No other humans are around, right? <laughs> we can be focused. We're not distracted mm-hmm. um, from anything. And we're able to, to do those things without there being a divided, um, yeah, like divided attention. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Um, anyway, but that's, that's what I think I remember feeling is like, what is all this for? But then for me, it was, and for you in your own ways, but for me, it was a bigger, what am I even doing in my work? What am I doing with my, with my pursuits in general? What, what actually matters? 
Mm. How do I move forward with any of it? Yeah. And because right now, all I can think about is what's right in front of me. And that is this journey that I'm specifically on with my children. Yeah. And nothing else seemed to matter. How about you? So I think when I was really examining, it was that thought of, okay, I know that this was right before, but is it still right? And I think it's important to kind of highlight that just because something was right before, or like if we had decided to not come back to the podcast, that wouldn't negate all the work that we had done or like take it away or Mm -mm. diminish it. It really just is that work is complete and now we're going to move on to something else, right? Um, And so as I kind of really sat down and thought about all of it, one thing that came to my head was, so... I'm someone who kind of prides myself on productivity, right? I have really spent the last few years um, in therapy doing other things to really examine like my, the role that overproductivity and validation play in my life, which, listen, it plays a role in all of our lives. It's just whether it or not does. we're willing to like face it and, and just how, where the barometer was with that in all areas of my life. Um, but the other thing was, is that I'm really good at family time. Like when my kids are home, I'm home, yep. I'm with them. Like me being separate from my home or my family or my relationships is not a problem. That being said, physical, being physically there and being fully mentally present yep. are two very different things. Yes. And so I really had to take a step back and examine, okay, is this work providing more space and more capacity for me to love and be with the people that I love, or is it taking away from that? And that's not an easy question to answer, because if you can answer it in a minute, you probably need to take another, another beat to like sit back and really ponder it and examine it. And at the end of the day, five months later, I can say that within certain parameters, this work helps me to articulate my feelings so that I am more present with my family. Mm -hmm. But maintaining that balance is like our life's work, right? There is Mm -hmm. no balance. There's only like realignment, right? Mm -hmm. I love that. And what's cool about it is as you and I have re-examined it together, we both agree that this space that we're in right now in this moment, literally as the mixer is going and the re- the microphones are on, is we're recording. We're thrilled to be back. We feel like we're supposed to be back. We're doing this, but we don't even know going mm-hmm. forward, how long will it go on and how often should we do it? We don't even, right. I can't even tell you right now if it's going to be every week or once or twice a month. We don't right. actually Or four times know. a week. Like we, we just don't know. We don't and know. So and it's okay. Right? We're going to just show up. Yeah. As we feel like we need to show up and it's valuable for us and valuable for you guys as well. And it's been really great this summer. I've had a bunch of reach out on social media about people re-listening to episodes as we were kind of airing encore episodes. And our community, um, I don't know if the listeners understand how large our community is, but it's been so cool to see new people come in and kind Mm -hmm. of discover the podcast. And so even though we took a pause, it feels like the podcast has kept rolling. Oh, yeah. And we're constantly having new people come into our tribe and we're just really grateful for, for our community. We really are grateful. And those, those DMS that we get on Instagram, for example, are one of the most special parts of the work that Becky and I do. That Mm -hmm. connection with you guys is real. We don't meet, we don't have the opportunity to meet most of you in person, but we've met some of you and we are in touch with a lot of you um, in that way. And without it taking away from these other capacities that are also very valuable and important to us. So in light of all of that and thinking about, I think you used the word evolution back. That's one of my favorite words over the years is we've got to embrace 
the evolution. We have to. I talk about it a lot in documenting with my people. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the that's the talk that I've been talking for so many years. But in the spirit of just that that bigger umbrella, right? We're talking about cultivating a good life. That is so big. So in our whole life and just navigating through the seasons and really embracing that evolution and constantly reevaluating and recalibrating. It has me feeling reflective on like, what, how am I able to even identify past seasons that I've been in and why does that matter? And what season am I in right now? And am I even able to articulate what the season is? Do we even know what season we're in, right? No, I actually don't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I think it'd be fun to talk about it for a minute. I don't know if that's something that you've thought about too, but like, are you able to like pinpoint seasons in your life that were very um, identifiable? A hundred percent. So, well, the thing is, is I'm not great at identifying what season I'm in now Mm. because I think that being able to truly identify where you're at really comes in hindsight. So I will say like, I was talking to someone about this yesterday who has two small kids. She just had her second baby and she like that area of my life would be classified as survival. Like sheer, how did I do that? Mm -hmm. Survival mode Mm -hmm. where I had zero mental capacity for anything. And I don't say that negatively. It just was what it was. It was what it was. Right. I do. I wish to revisit that time. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Never, ever again. Got but I'm headache. grateful that I learned things through that time. Well, right? that, isn't that the point? Mm-hmm. Every season, for lack of a better term, every season or every chapter in the book serves a purpose. And part of the purpose is what we gain from it, what we learn from it, how we're extracting those experiences and pulling them into the pages as we keep flipping through the book. Mm-hmm. Like we have to pull that, learn from it benefit from it and keep moving onward and upward. Right. I think it's also a great tool of connection because as I've kind of identified, like, well, really been honest with myself and be like, that wasn't my favorite. That was Mm -hmm. a really hard time for me. Um, I was able to share that with that mom who probably is like, I'm in the pit of no sleep and can't even eat and get my, you know, all that. And I remember feeling kind of guilty that I felt that way about this time that everyone said was supposed to be so beautiful. And it really, there were moments of beauty, but I wouldn't classify that time in my life as my most beautiful. And I think sometimes when we do that, we can connect with other people and help to validate them or help to, Mm. you know, kind of guide them a little bit, or at least walk with them Mm -hmm. during some of these seasons of life. Which is another point. Mm -hmm. That's another, that's the purpose, right? At least I, I think that way. And I know you do too, which is these experiences that we go through. Mm -hmm. Not that they're wasted if we don't share them, but they really are meant to help us connect with other people mm-hmm. and help them with their own survival guide, right? Like when oh, totally. we're willing to be vulnerable and open up and share, whether it's on a very personal one-on-one basis or through social media or through that small group of friends that you have or whatever that looks like, that connection and that teaching and that um, guiding that we can do for one another, that mentorship, mm-hmm. if you will, is part of what we're here for. Yeah, it kind of like ties a bow on some of those seasons, I think. Mm -hmm. This season in my life, I would classify as, I just really am am like obsessed with my teenagers. Mm -hmm. Like I don't know if this is a popular thing to say, but I love teenagers so much. Like I love this phase of life. I love watching my children tell me and show me who they are and getting to know them Mm -hmm. as they 
kind of come into their own. Yeah. It has been such... It's such a joy, a cool right? season. Like I was swinging on our porch swing yesterday with with my oldest Weston for like two hours, just mm. him rambling about all the things. And I thought, this is amazing. This if is I it. miss this moment, yeah. Nothing, nothing mm-hmm. that I filled it with would matter, no matter what that thing was. Mm-hmm. Because being here is what is what matters right now. That's kind of the season I'm in. Is hundred percent. Love me some teenagers. <laughs> They're my just, favorite. Just leave it there. Love right? me some teenagers. That's the name of your season. Yeah. Um, I have felt really similarly and um love me some teenagers wouldn't have been the phrase I would come up with, but it's along those same lines where my presence and my availability to my kids and the space that I've allowed mm-hmm. there to be this growing season and experience with them is so special. It is so special. And I love the way you said that, like watching them show me who they are and, um, and embracing that completely for what it is, is so beautiful. And I have felt almost like a weight lift off of me. The more I fully see them for who they are exactly as they are. And I would have never thought that yeah. I would say that because I thought I already knew my kids. <laughs> right. I thought I already fully loved them without condition in any way until this year. Then I was like, oh, oh, I have so much more to learn. Mm-hmm. I have so much more to see in them. And it's beautiful. I think it's a little bit of like an untethering situation. So when we say like letting your kids show you who they are, I think for me, a big part of it was is attaching myself and my self-worth. And like I was saying, validation and that whole thing really detaching that from all these extemporaneous things in my life. Mm. And that's the question that I would give you, the listener, is what things in your life do you think you might be relying on for validation? Mm. Even if culturally or in the media they tell you it's okay. That's some deep thinking. So just think about that. What is it? What is your basis of your self-worth? And what things or roles or whatever in your life are attached to that. Mm. And then I would just think about what role that's playing in your life or how dependent you are. Because if you end up dependent on something, it will inevitably shrivel up and die. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, will, you will choke the life out of it. Oh, for sure. And I, that's very much the experience I had at the beginning of the, at the summer, the top of the summer. When we began this journey with Anasazi, and again, kind of is its own episode, really, truly, maybe at some point, Mm. but this part is worth sharing, is that at the very beginning, we were invited to share something that we were willing to let go of. And the question, as parents, Mm -hmm. Claire was probably asked the same question on the trail, honestly. I, I don't know. I wasn't there. But our family therapist was like, what's one thing? And the question caught me off guard because I wasn't expecting it. I didn't know Mm. what we were in for. And I was moved immediately in what to say without any chance to even think about it. So Mm, that told me, it is interesting, right? right? That told me, well, that must be the thing. And that thing is, if I can articulate it, is I wanted to let go of the expectations I had for what I believed would make my children happy. Mm -hmm. And that was really very, um, tender for me to recognize that that is the thing I needed to let go of because I didn't even know I had the thing. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know that I had expectations. And as soon as I recognized that that was what I needed to let go of, it's like my whole 
world opened up and the burden started being lifted because mm-hmm. it isn't up to us. We will teach, we will guide, and of course we will love, but it's not up to us what they do and mm-hmm. who they are. Who they are is is already a part of them before they even show up to the earth. And yeah. it's beautiful. And it's our job to like kind of just what what am I what's I'm using sign language now. <laughs> to just to, to just be, be there, there to keep yes. them safe and to keep them held and yeah. to keep them seen. Yes. That's a beautiful Thank thing. You and for and finishing my sentence, that was perfect. <laughs> I think that it kind of sets you free a little bit. And maybe that's oh, kind of the so overarching much. theme of this episode is when you kind of surrender to the flow of life mm-hmm. and and are willing to honestly re-examine, it does set you free. Because those tethers that we tie ourselves to things or a job or motherhood or marriage or whatever service or whatever that mm-hmm. thing is, when we have this unhealthy tether to it, sometimes it really just binds us. It keeps us, it keeps us kind of, I don't know, mm-hmm. weighed down, honestly. Mm-hmm. And the most beautiful freedom is when you're able to kind of surrender, let it go, and just experience life. It puts you in a much, a much different frame and you show up in all those areas so much more willing to openly be present and openly love and to innovate and to do all the things because you're no longer like bound by your own need for validation or your own need for control control oh control oh, can we talk about that for a minute okay i'm going to say this quote i want to hear your thoughts about it okay i had a really well, good go story to go to, to control and then i'll read the quote well i but no maybe you should do your quote first cuz what i was going to share was actually a pretty tender story related to what you're talking about share the quote and then i'll go there okay this quote is from margaret wheatley okay hey, she says Without reflection, we blindly go on our way. This is the part that I like the most. Creating more unintended consequences and failing to achieve anything useful. I love that. When we go blindly without reflection, we create unintended consequences. Dude. Okay, so you didn't know that that would tie in even more perfectly with what I was going to share. I can't wait to hear now. Well, I wasn't planning on sharing this at all, but it's just, we just, guys, we decided to hit start, hit record, and just, we didn't know what was going to (laughs) happen. That's That's what today is. This episode Um, is a real exercise in letting go and surrendering to the flow of all the things. No kidding. No, but what we're talking about, you, you, you talk about tethering and then remember this quote as I share this, it's, it's personal and it's sacred to me, but I know where that line is of like what's too sacred to share and what's not. And mm-hmm. this, I want to share this. Okay. Okay. Uh, earlier in the year, when I was all distraught and back, I was, it was not a good place. I was really like in the throes of all the hard things as a mother, mm-hmm. especially, and just in my life. Um, I'm generally pretty emotionally balanced, but I was not. I was not in a good place and I was just all... Um, what's the word? Uh, I was upside down and deconstructed. Well, I was being deconstructed, but I didn't want to be. Remember what we talked about at the beginning? Who wants to be deconstructed? (laughs) That's never a pretty process. Let's make sure we go back to that back. Okay. Okay, Let's talk about deconstruction too. So there I was and I was hiking and I was praying and I was the kind of hiking that I was praying out loud and just pouring my heart out and, and emotional and just all the things. And I will never forget as I was praying so fervently about specific direction that I was seeking for and asking for with regards to my children 
And I remember exactly where I was on the trail when it hit me so clearly and with so much, so much love and so much boldness. And God was basically like, Hey, I told you they're going to be fine. I've told you this. You need to trust me. They're going to be fine. And then I take three steps forward and literally my heart and my mind get filled with inspiration about, are you ready for this? My work. And I was like, what in the world is happening? Mm -hmm. I am praying. I am talking to God and asking for his direction as a mother. He tells me it's going to be okay. I appreciate that. That was actually a really spiritual experience for me. Mm -hmm. But what on earth with a work inspiration? No, 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 no. Work is not even on my mind. What is happening? Right. And so I keep going and the inspiration was coming so fast and so clearly that I had to get my phone out and use my voice, my Siri. Mm -hmm. And I was texting all these notes to myself and, and putting all these notes. And it was for a specific project that ended up being very productive. Remember the quote, right? Mm -hmm. And I never put it together until I was talking with a dear friend who's like, Becky, don't you think that maybe that was God's answer to your prayer as he's like, I need you. These are now my words, mm -hmm. piggybacking on yours. I need you to untether yourself from being so obsessed with the control aspect mm. of what you're trying to control within your motherhood. And I got something else for you to do because I need you to settle down. I need you to be preoccupied so get, you can get out of my way. And also you're going to lose your mind. Yeah. <laughs> right? And so I am forever grateful for that experience because it taught me that that is how answers come. It's not the way that we're expecting it's usually not according to the time that we would like to see happen, but when it happens, you go with it, right? Mm -hmm. And I did. I went with it. I actually like carried out the thing that I was super inspired about. It was a really successful endeavor. It impacted positively, impacted a lot of people. Cool, right? Mm -hmm. Good lesson to learn. Now, go back to the quote and go back to what you were saying about untethering. So I let just that, that whole notion of when we are in that control place, when we refuse to reflect because we know it's going to be hard and we kind of blindly just go, it does. It has unintended consequences. Right. It has unintentional consequences. I would have never chosen the consequences of being in the, you know, the depths oh, totally. of sorrow, right? Right. <laughs> but I was. I was going there because I allowed myself. Mm-hmm. So. Those unintended consequences are like the cost, mm -hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And kind of what I've been feeling overall is that Unintended consequences, busy work, overproductivity is all a distraction. And I can't be my best self. I can't realign, connect fully, love fully, be the person that I know that I am with all the distraction. It's true. I just can't. No, that's, that is the purpose of space, right? Mm. And aligned with space is deconstruction. Let's go there. The de So I actually wrote about this... Um, today. Yeah, so it, it'll, yeah, it'll be a few, a few posts back, but so we're in the middle. It's been a year. Can you believe that? It's been a year since we moved into this new house that we moved into and promptly like tore to the ground basically. basically. And right now we just <laughs> did the deconstruction on our backyard. So we had a pool that needed to be ripped out and we're putting in a new pool. And so my backyard literally it's is a ginormous <laughs> hole of broken concrete and rebar. And it is like, you guys can see it on her Instagram. So dusty Becky and Proudfit. so upsetting. Go check it out. Yeah. And then for the past week, because of permitting stuff, the hole has just sat there. Mm -hmm. And I look at this hole every day mm -hmm. and I was like, I 
hate this hole. <laughs> I hate it a lot. It creates dust and discomfort and I just hate it. And I hate that no one's here and I hate that I can't do anything about it. And it was making me so angry and it kind of reminded me of when I started therapy. Like mm. I was like, this is what therapy feels like. Oof. This is what like being fully honest in your marriage for the first time feels like. This is what surrendering feels like. It feels like a big hole with all these pokey edges that you can do nothing about and you just need to like come to terms with. Mm -hmm. And this phrase came into my head of divine deconstruction. Because when I read the scriptures or when I read the stories of people that deeply inspire me, this kind of theme of divine deconstruction or like everything being broken down constantly so that it can be renovated and made new and made better and made stronger. It happens to everyone. I don't know why we read or you feel inspired, but then something like whatever happens to us and then we're like, but wait a minute. I know that happened to everyone else and the end result was great, but I don't want that to happen to me, right? So I've been thinking a lot about being, being able to, to continue to grow an emotional resilience to tolerate the messiness of divine deconstruction. And another way to put that is, and I did a post about this a little while back, is being comfortable with being uncomfortable. We've talked about that mm -hmm. before. It, it is so uncomfortable. Deconstruction is so uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Being made aware of your, where you lack and, and your flaws and what needs to be reconstructed and what needs to be refined and how you need to calibrate, these are not comfortable experiences. Mm -mm. They're just not. They're not, they're not supposed to be. Because if they're comfortable, then where's the growth in that, right? Well, I think it's not even growth. It's, it's I mean, yes, it's growth. It's growth. And but it's also awareness. It's also surrendering. It's also mm -hmm. being willing to open yourself to possibilities that didn't exist before. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Very and, much. And I think sometimes the answer is when you're in that place is like, not to say anything mm. is to draw inward is to have the courage to like really be honest with yourself and honest with others and be willing to honestly approach a question of, is this right? Is this good? What do I need to do different without preconceived notions that you think, you know, what the best thing to do is already a term I've heard is unlearning. I need to unlearn Mm -hmm. I need to unlearn because I was so jaded before because all I knew was what I knew. Mm -hmm. That was actually one of my, my biggest prayers this year is like, help me to know what I don't know. Right. And boy, God, or just she, even God saying, showed up for me. Just <laughs> even like, saying, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That, those are some of the most powerful words in the English language. Yes. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And just kind of sitting in that space. Well, and the goal isn't to have it all figured out or to know all the things, but just maybe get some clarity on baby steps. This piece by piece, line upon line, right? Is Well, and if we think we know or we think we have it figured out, we're due for a deconstruction. Probably because we so. never know. Probably we so. We never have it all figured out. <laughs> this is a constant evolution. And so kind of what we wanted to bring up in this episode is that this is not just a process of like, oh, things happen, we deconstruct and rebuild. This is a constant, it's like, it's like my house. One area, you know, we ripped out the kitchen and redid that, and then we moved on to the backyard. This is a constant, lifelong renovation of ourselves, right? Constantly re-examining. This is, this is how we need to live our lives to make sure 
that we don't let all those human things of validation and control and all these things create unintended consequences. Mm. We want the consequences that we intend. And the big part of that is being willing to deconstruct often and regularly. And you guys, lucky us. Lucky us that we get to do this. The human experience is wild. I know it's hard. We all have the hard things. Mm -hmm. But what a blessing to be in that mindset of the opportunity that we have to continually deconstruct and reconstruct, re-examine, mm -hmm. recalibrate, rethink everything. That's really cool. That's actually the most empowering thing. I would say one more thing to add is I know myself included, all of us, this deconstruction can, can feel scary. But kind of one closing thought that I would leave is that the only way to fully commit to something is to be willing to deconstruct it first. Because if you're defaulting into committing, that's not actually committing. Does that make sense? Makes sense to me. If you're defaulting in any area of your life, you're not actually making a choice. You're just going with the flow. Mm -hmm. Going, you know, and maybe going with the flow is not the right thing. It's blindly going on your way. Mm -hmm. So deconstructing is actually a way to commit fully. I love that. That's more profound than my closing thought. <laughs> we should have ended with you. I didn't know you were going there. No, I love that. This is all of this guys is food for thought, right? We're, we're just a couple of your girlfriends sitting around with you, wherever you are, whether you are outside moving your body inside doing the things or driving or where, wherever you are, or whatever staring you're at the hole in your backyard. Yeah. It whatever it is. <laughs> we're just hanging out with you, just having this conversation and sharing these vulnerable parts of our life so that you can tap into connecting even better with yourself. And my thought was just, there was something special about me. <clears throat> almost, not almost, I did. I put pen to paper and really reflected on seasons that I've been in and evolution that I've seen in my own life. And I, doing that just helped me to cherish mm. where I've been. Yeah. And to actually put it down, I'll just tell you some of them. I, there was a season where I was so ramped up in pursuing my personal ambitions and being an entrepreneur. That's a special season, mm -hmm. season of survival with babies. Are you kidding me? Oh my gosh. Like that was special. Oh, right? that was special. <laughs> oh, that was so sleep deprived. And I've had seasons of just being in, um, producing and creating, and I've had seasons of self care and being more aware of my wellness, right. And mm -hmm. seasons of yes, and seasons of no. And I know you know what I mean by that, right? Yep. You, you've been through the same thing where you're like, I'll say yes to everything. I'm, I'm here for all of it. Let's mm -hmm. just, let's go, right? And then there's seasons where you're like, no, no, and no, and no to everything. Right. right? Um, Correct. I've had, yeah, I've had seasons of mourning. Um, I've had seasons of um, articulating where I felt like I was on my A game with just being able to put words to the experiences. I've been in seasons of diagnoses and information and, and where I am now. And when I reflect back to where I've been, it's just all so important. It is all part of the human experience. And it just makes, it fills my heart with gratitude. It really does. Like I am so grateful for the seasons. And lately, um, my season has been, and this actually plays into the five months that we didn't record. I've been in a season of shutting my mouth but for the purpose of listening. I have needed to shut my mouth and just learn and absorb and hear and lean in and listen and listen some more. And it has been exactly what I needed. And that doesn't mean that listening is better 
than speaking. When you're supposed to speak up, you should. When you're supposed to be quiet, you should. And Mm -hmm. you guys, we pray before every episode that we record. And Becky prayed before this episode. That's actually one thing you mentioned. I don't even know if you remember mentioning it. Hmm. Help us to know when to speak up and when to be quiet. I really, that resonates with me because that's where I've been this year. I've shut my mouth more than I've shut my mouth in a while, but <laughs> because I needed to, not because I needed to shrink, not because I needed to, because I felt um, less than or any of that or insecurities. It was more because that is where I felt directed. Yeah. I felt directed to, to just be quiet and to listen and listen and listen some more. And I'm grateful for all of it. And who knows it's where so we're, go- we're going from here, right? Who even knows? Who knows? And all we're the things. open and willing to be here for all of it. Let's I was just receptive. thinking, yes. sometimes just phrases came into my head. This is how like <laughs> my it. life works. And yes. then I write them down mid episode. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking, and I thought being honestly where you're at. So being honest with where you're at is really the key to getting where maybe not where you want to go, but where you need to go. Mm. Mm. But it's that honestly being where you're at. That's the that. key to everything that comes after. That's so good. Guys, Thanks. <laughs> you have so much to think about. Is this too deep? Anyway, <laughs> welcome back. Anyway, welcome back. Um, you guys, you know that you can find us on Instagram. Most of you have already been listening. For all of our new listeners, welcome. Welcome to Cultivate a Good Life. This is yes. such a fun place to be. We love to talk about all the things. We will continue to do that. And we'll show up however we feel inspired mm-hmm. to show up, honestly. But we we are showing up on Instagram. We're both there. You can find Becky Proudfit and Real Becky Higgins. Becky Higgins LLC is the brand Instagram for this brand that's been around for quite a number of years. And that is going to be more and more and more dialed into all things documenting. But right here, for our podcast, we both have our personal pages that we love to share our thoughts and we'd love for you to share. We love this community. The dialogue is everything. We learn so so much from the dialogue we have with you. And I love hearing, um, the things that particularly touched your heart. And so we really want this to be a conversation. Both Becky and I are on Instagram and would love, love, love to hear your thoughts. Um, we'll both do about a post. everything we talk about. Yes. Yeah. And we'll both do a post that connects to this specific episode. So chime in on either or both, all of it, any of it. Um, and even if you don't, we hope that you take to heart all these things that we've been talking about. We thank you for carving out the time to listen and for joining us in this continued conversation about cultivating a good life. Nothing we have said is more important than the specific things you have felt that are personal for you. We invite you to write down those promptings and most importantly, act on them. We love you. We're cheering you on and we look forward to being with you next time. Bye-bye. Bye guys. Testing, one, two, three. Testing. Do we know how to do this? Is it good? Should we blow the <laughs> dust off the <laughs> microphones? What was the one that Brooke Walker does? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Pop. Pop, pop. Um, it's like riding a bike. Really good. I still think it's ironic. I'm the one checking the sound. That probably should switch to you at some point since I you can't know what? actually that, hear. The irony of that it's has so good. not hit me till right now. No, it I has. I agree. No, it, it, no, really, it really has. hasn't. <laughs> Never occurred to me that...
You're legally deaf and doing our sound check. <laughs> I, should, I shouldn't be the one with the headphones on nope, right now. It's fine. I will second that. I know. So that's why if the podcast has ever sounded terrible, that's on you for not taking the headphones from me. That's not my Fair fault. Fair point. I've learned never to put baby in a corner, okay? I'm not dumb. 